and welcome back to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Blue. And I'm Jay. And today, we're going to be doing another video game character. Um, and we're probably also, well, I'm at the very least going to be screaming about a celebrity, because would it really be Cape Corner <laughs> if I wasn't? Uh do uh do you have any like you know uh news or thoughts you want to share before we dive into our topic today? Hello. Um uh, are are you there? Can you hear me? Oh uh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the phone's being stupid. Oh, okay. That was odd. <laughs> I said not really, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, then uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say today we're talking about the hero of the Mushroom Kingdom and probably the biggest icon of video gaming, right? I would say the biggest, yeah. Yeah, today we're talking about Mario, also fucking stupidly known as Mario Mario. <laughs> I don't even know if you know anything about that, do you? I've heard about that, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, God. All right. Uh, the fucking red plumber who uh, jumps on things and whacks shit with hammers. He's been a fucking... He, he has been a juggernaut of video gaming since, what, the 70s? Hang on, let me check. By the way, just so you all know, I have pulled up the Mario wiki page on Mario, just so I'm, excuse me, aware. Uh, okay. The, the page for Donkey Kong doesn't actually let me see the year that Donkey Kong came out great oh here we are 1981 so what is that uh 40 years he's been around almost as long as star wars has uh so yes in the old arcade game donkey kong released in 1981 um uh, this is just going to be a bunch of fun facts and i'm sorry jay did you know that he wasn't originally called mario I did not. Do you do you want to know what he was originally called? Was it Red Plumber? <laughs> no. That's a good guess, but no, he was known simply as Jumpman. Oh, that is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking like Japanese name from the eighties for a character that they never thought would come back. So they were like, he's just Jumpman, whatever. Um and also something a lot of people I don't think are aware of the print. So, so, okay. If you've been living under a rock, uh, Donkey Kong was a game where it was a bunch of like construction beams that were being used as platforms and there were like ladders and a big monkey named Donkey Kong, uh, grabbed a princess, took her up to the top of the level and jump man, uh, had a little hammer and, the monkey would throw barrels down, which would roll down these slightly inclined uh, beams, and Jumpman had to 
go from or Mario had to like climb up or jump up and ascend these beams while either jumping over or uh, the barrels or bashing them with a hammer until eventually he made it to Donkey Kong, beat him and rescued the princess. That was the whole goal of the game. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people know this. The princess was not Princess Peach. It wasn't? No, it was a completely different princess uh, named uh, Paulina. And uh, you can tell because uh, Princess Peach is blonde. The princess in that game is a redhead. And, um, or is it Paulina or is it Paula? I'm going to fucking sound like a jackass. Hang on. Wait, then I have a question. Uh, it's Pauline. All right, what's up? Does she ever show up in the newer Mario games? She sure does. She recently had a resurgence after fucking decades of being ignored. She wears a <laughs> she wears a red uh, dress, like a. Well, she's been a few things recently. In uh, March of the Minis, uh, I think uh, she was a reporter. Uh, more recently, she's been like a singer. She was in like the new Mario Golf and stuff as a playable character. Okay. Um, red lipstick. Uh, now it seems like her hair is sort of more of like a reddish brown rather than just straight up red. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, she here's a picture of her black high heels, uh, skinny, sexy red dress, uh, like a nice little red hat, like a like a flappy hat. Like, you know, the kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know what actually happened to her status as a princess, if she's still technically one or what, but she's just kind of doing her own shit these days. And you know what? That's cool. Um, That's valid. At least she's, yeah. At least she's not a fucking just like, I'm going to stay home and rule over the monarchy until I get kidnapped. Oh, no. Like everyone else is. <laughs> I mean, Rosalina does a little bit more, but, you know, fucking, yeah. Anyway, um, also, fun fact, in that Donkey Kong game, the Donkey Kong that Mario fights against is not the same Donkey Kong that we know of today. It isn't? No. So, the reason for that is that there was a sequel game. You know how, like, there was Pac-Man and then it sold well, so they made Miss Pac-Man? Yeah. Which was basically just the same game, but a little bit tweaked. They made a sequel game to Donkey Kong called Donkey Kong Jr., which involves Donkey Kong's son. And that is also not the Donkey Kong that we know of today. It is... <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr.'s son is today's Donkey Kong. So the original Donkey Kong that Mario fought against is current Donkey Kong's grandfather, who is now known as Cranky Kong. If you look up Cranky Kong, he's a he's a lot smaller now. He's got a long white beard. Yeah, yeah, he's got like a walking stick and everything. Like, so, uh, famously in Donkey Kong Country, um, Cranky Kong appeared for the first time as an old man, like, in a rocking chair, and he's, like, waving a stick around and yelling at fucking Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and all them. But, yeah, 
he's the original Donkey Kong that cat that kidnapped Pauline. I didn't know there were three different Donkey Kongs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most people don't. A Donkey Kong Jr. is sort of like nothing. Like <laughs> I don't think he even really exists in the mythos today. Like Cranky Kong has appeared once or twice, and obviously Donkey Kong is like the big thing, but fuck Donkey Kong Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it would confuse people if Donkey Kong Jr. was actually the father of Donkey Kong, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could just give him a new name the way that they did for Cranky Kong, but whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was the origin, and that game, Donkey Kong, sold so well that they then uh, made a game called Mario Brothers, which was a similar format. It was another arcade game. It was like floating blue block platforms uh, with a couple of pipes, like four pipes, one in each corner of the screen, right? And... Um, uh, you could play against another player and the other player would come out as a green plumber instead of a red plumber. And um, because the game was called Mario Brothers, it it was revealed that the green plumber was Mario's brother named Luigi. So this was Luigi's first appearance. And um, the pipes up top would spit out enemies like turtles and whatnot. And um, you could eat you could take care of these enemies in a number of ways, right? You could either, when they're standing on a platform that's above you, jump up and like the the platforms are sort of like malleable. So you could like sort of bounce up from under them. Uh, the platform would knock them up and like flip them over. Or you could just jump on top of their heads from above. Uh, or you could, there was a pow block floating towards the middle of the bottom of the screen. And if you jumped up into that, it every enemy on the screen flip over. Because the mechanic of that game was you had to flip an enemy over, and then you just ran into them, and you kicked them, and that was like... And it was a competition between Mario and Luigi. Um, uh, hitting the POW block would also, like, stun the other player if they were on, uh, you know, solid footing. The only way they could avoid that is if they jumped in the air. It was very fun. I think it was... I want to say Super Mario... Wait, no. It was... uh, Oh, it was Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which I'll get into because it's, like, one of my favorite games. um, That actually had Mario Brothers as, like, a a little thing you could play with a friend. Um, And uh, I think it was, like... Because it was a Game Boy Advance thing, right? It was like, oh, uh, they had the link cable. That's what it was. So um, you would, one person would play with their Game Boy and the other person would play with theirs. And um, yeah, I actually would play the ride to school with my friends sometimes. Yeah, the Game Boy was before my time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Game Boy Color was my first one. And then you know, not too long after I had a Game Boy Advance and it was like the Nintendo DS. Um, 
especially the handheld games really liked putting their older games as like little fun extra stuff that you could do um and uh that was a source of Another one that I used to play a lot was uh, in New Super Mario Brothers for the DS. Um, there was like a versus match thing you could do there. And uh, I I would play that against the girls that um, that my mom would babysit. And they would get pissed off because they up against me. I was too good. <laughs> Uh, it was great. Um, so, so, Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers, uh, Nintendo was like, yo, this is going to be our mascot character. They fleshed out Mario a little bit more, uh, gave him some backstory, and started making the Super Mario Brothers series for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And that shit is still playable to this day. I'm pretty sure I have that on the Wii. It's just a really fun, like, I can, I could go play it and be like, yeah, yeah, this feels good. This is from fucking 1985, and it's still playable. Because, like, a lot of games don't age well. No. But that one Um, aged really well. it, It aged fantastically. And, like, Maybe to a lesser extent, Super Mario Brothers 2, I was never as big as that one. But you know what? No, here's, here's another fun fact for you. That's just going to be this entire episode. I'm so sorry. Um, that was not originally a Mario game. Wait, really? Yeah. It was uh, a Japanese game called Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic, uh, which means Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. Um, and the main character looked like a little chibi, like Aladdin, turban with a jewel in the center, and yeah, a lot like Arabian vest and stuff. And the entire thing was that he would uh, like pick up rocks and shit from out of the ground and throw them at the enemies. So a lot of the, a lot of the uh, creatures in the Mario mythos that we know of, like shy guys or Birdo, and all of them, they actually pretty much stole them from a, from a completely different franchise. Because <laughs> all the change the sprites uh, of, like, the characters you can play as to Mario characters. Wow. So, Mario is a fucking thief. <laughs> They're thieves, and they don't like when anyone else messes with their stuff. Yeah, well, I'm I'm being a little bit facetious. I'm I'm pretty sure that um, uh, Nintendo had the rights to uh, Doki Doki Panic, and so like it was their own property to do with what they wanted. So it's like, sure, but also what what I'm saying is that like the developers of Doki Doki Panic probably deserve credit for the childhood creatures that like. Because, like, if I if I say what a shy guy is, you immediately know what I'm talking about, right? No. Oh. I don't. Uh, it's the little, like, red cloaked guy with the mask. White mask. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Fucking really? 
Yeah. <laughs> Look up Shy Guy real quick. Tell me before. All right. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him. How? <laughs> He's in all the modern shit, too. I haven't really played Mario since I played Super Mario Bros. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, so our artwork, ugh, whatever. Okay, point is, um, most people will characters like that recognizable and I feel like the dudes who made Doki Doki kind of got screwed over a little bit. Whatever. Um, also, it only takes place within a dream. Like, literally you play the entire game and then the end is Mario wakes up and goes, oh, it was all a dream. Okay, bye. And then goes back to sleep. <laughs> like, oh, let's please not make that a thing. Like, that was an ending that was so irritating to so many people that, like, Shit wouldn't make fun of it for like the next ten years. <laughs> In yeah. Um. Famously, Biggie Smalls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost certain he didn't fucking write his lines based on Super Mario Brothers too. <laughs> um. The big one uh, was Super Mario Brothers three, where um. So there was a movie called The Wizard, which is really bad. <laughs> uh, but it was a movie by Nintendo. It was like an actual movie, like one that you would see in theaters and shit, right? Um, okay. And the plot was that, like, Fred Savage had a little brother who I'm pretty sure was supposed to be autistic. Um, and how early 90s depictions of autism were always really good. <laughs> oh yeah, they were just great. <laughs> Love that. Um, but uh, this kid was obsessed with going to California because he was a savant at playing video games. And Fred Savage just basically you uh, for financial gain. Like, it's really fucked up and manipulative. Because he's like, he's being like, coach. And it's like, well, he doesn't need coaching. You, you like, found out that he was great at games when he was already fucking incredible at them. You didn't make him just trying to, like, ride his coattails and get money. And using the fact that he can't fucking understand what's going on to whatever. The point is, so, like, there, there's a lot of Nintendo product plays movie including one legendary thing where they find this dude uh lucas who's supposed to be just the coolest like he's got a leather jacket and he's got like a throng of fans surrounding him and uh he like opens up a briefcase and it's got like all of the nintendo games and people are like whoa you have so many and uh he's like it's no big deal <laughs> uh, Someone's like, oh, so Fred Savage is like, ah, oh, you should play against uh, my brother here. And he's like, well, if we're going to play, we're going to play serious. And he fucking has like a case with like a combination lock and he opens it up and it's got a fucking power glove inside. <laughs> Do you know about the power glove? 
Yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> so, so not only was this piece of shit, but like it's really dorky looking. Look back, <laughs> basically just a crappy white glove um, with an NES controller strapped on the back of it. <laughs> um, but he puts it on, and he just acts like he just fucked everyone's girlfriend. And he's just like, like. Le- got the most power that anyone's ever held and uh, like he plays with this shitty glove and obviously like they don't actually show what he's doing like for real with the power glove because if it was it would be a lot of him being like eh fucking uh it's not working Uh, uh," but you know they edit it to make it look like it makes him better at the game somehow slowly turns to the camera he goes i love the power glove it's so bad Um, but at the end of that game, they have like a big video game tournament, and uh, like the the like three, you know, are all competing with the highest scores. And the announcer goes, "Okay, we're gonna have the three finalists play a game that has not been released before." And they fucking pull up a curtain, and it's Super Mario Brothers three. And I want you to know that is actually how they review brothers three like two real people in real life if you saw this movie in theaters that's how you knew that there was going to be a super mario brothers three really yeah they commercials or anything that was the first sign that we had that super mario brothers three was going to be a thing and they even showed like some tips and tricks like somehow these kids who had never played this video game before knew where some of the secret blocks were which is bullshit that's not how video games work but whatever um so yeah like you uh, yeah they just they played super mario and whatever, but the, that movie isn't what's important. It's the audacity of Nintendo <laughs> to reveal a major video game in a fucking movie. <laughs> it's like, how dare you guys? <laughs> I mean, to watch that fucking movie, but it's not like it hurts Super Mario Brothers 3. Like, it's still one of the best selling games of all time. It's fucking great. Get the raccoon tail, you can fly. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, okay, I, I want to talk real quick uh, about some of the other games. Because, like, the platformers are, you know, pretty standard fare. You know, you run, you jump, you hop on enemies, avoid spiky enemies. Uh, you can get a fire, fireballs, yada, yada. But, like, it's all of the other games that make variations in the gameplay which are interesting and which made Mario fleshed out enough to be in like Super Smash Brothers. So uh, the first one I want to talk about is Super Mario RPG. Okay. Well, sorry. Wait. Super Mario RPG is the fucking Legend of the Seven Stars, which is a different thing. That's my bad. Uh, Mario and Luigi RPG. That's it. Okay. They actually let Luigi be a character of equal value to Mario, and that's fantastic. Those games are fun as fuck. I'm actually like replaying them. (laughs) They've all got different mechanics, right? Like the first one is just uh, Superstar Saga, which 
introduces a lot of the team, which I'll get into. And the second one is um, Partners in Time, where Mario and Luigi are piggybacking baby Mario and baby Luigi on their backs. And they can do like either four team or like two separate two team like variations of like Mario and Luigi and also baby Mario and baby Luigi. It's like it's very interesting because of the different ways that you can do shit. Um, And then there's Bowser's Inside Story where I think it's like you probably never saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids because you're young, but uh, like the idea of someone getting shrunk and accidentally getting eaten by someone else, that's basically what that game is. You're inside of Bowser in that whole game. Okay. Um, that's odd. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, so the, the thing that's great about that series, other than the fact that they actually give value to Luigi, um, is the team attacks so the uh the mario brothers have in the first game which i'm most familiar with because i actually beat it have three different main ways of attacking enemies uh jumps hammers and powers so uh you can either use these attacks by yourself which is you know like jumping on an enemy's head or whacking them with a hammer or you can do a team attack which costs like brothers points um which you you know it's it's like mana it's like mp whatever um you so like for the jump attacks what's cool is that depending on who initiates that these team attacks work differently so if mario were to initiate a team attack he would like jump up on luigi's shoulders luigi would grab his ankles and they would like jump up and Mario would like outstretch his arms and they would spin like a helicopter blade and they would like float through the air and then come down and drill into the enemy's head from above. And what's great is that these team abilities also had utility outside of battle because you could use that like helicopter spinny thing to float from one platform to another to like cross chasms. Okay. <laughs> um but like if Luigi initiated it, he would like jump on top of Mario's head and like Mario would like sort of squish down and bounce up like he was made of fucking bubblegum or whatever. Um, or like rubber. And like it would like cause Luigi to high jump super high into the air and come crashing down onto the, onto the enemy, which again had utility outside of battle. If there was a block that was really high up and your normal jump couldn't hit it, you could high jump up there. Um, that's cool yeah it was really great it was a nice way to show that every time they gained a new ability in battle it also gained their accessibility you know of exploring the world you know it was growing their abilities with the hammers i think it was like one of their team attacks was like grab the other by the ankles and just swing them around and like they would have their hammer outstretched and they would just batter enemies like that i think the other one like literally hit their brother over the head, squished them down into, like, a golf ball, and then fucking, like, just went four and launched them into the enemy. (laughs) But uh, the one I want to talk about most is the last thing they could do. So towards, like, I think about two-thirds to three-quarters into the game, uh, Mario and Luigi trying to fight an enemy. They got kind of fucked up. They washed up on a deserted island, and unlike... Most of the other game, they're actually split up 
for a while on this island. And they both have to simultaneously enter these mysterious temples to try and get back to each other. And they're going through, and the game is like, yeah, now we're really testing you. You've gotten so used to being able to team up with your brother, but now you're going to understand how hard it is to do things on your own, which will make you appreciate teaming up with your brother more. But, um, so, okay, Mario is largely associated with the element of fire. Uh, ever since the Fire Flower and Super Mario Brothers um, and, uh, and all that stuff, um, every depiction of Mario has him with fire. Like Super Mario Strikers, where they're playing soccer, his big, like, killer move is to kick the ball so hard it catches fire. Um, Super Smash Brothers, he, like, shoots fire blasts and stuff. So naturally, when he goes into this temple, he gets a power called uh, Fire Fist which allows him to produce flames from his hands. But Luigi, when he goes into his temple, he gets a power called Thunderhand, which allows him to generate electricity from his hands. I like the electricity. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really great that he has an elemental power like Mario, and the fuckers at Nintendo never acknowledge it. They never get... (laughs) When's the last time you saw uh, Luigi shoot a fucking lightning bolt from his hands? Never. Exactly. It's sickening. <laughs> I'm so upset. How are you going to fucking give Mario, like, the flood from Super Mario Sunshine and his fucking all this other shit, but you won't even let Luigi have his fucking electricity? Disgusting. Like, sure, nowadays they let him have the poltergust, that's nice, but he could still do fucking electric moves, and they just won't do it. <laughs> Frustrating. Speaking of the flood, uh, Super Mario Sunshine was it was definitely interesting and new. It uh, it gave Mario short sleeves, which was kind of weird to see at the time, but um, more importantly, it gave him a device called the flood. F-L-U-D-D. Um, I'm sure it stands for something, but I don't care. Uh, and it was basically a weird water pack with a bunch of different configurable nozzles. He could use this to like spray water downward so that like when he jumps, he could like sort of glide through the air by staying afloat with the water jets, or he could just use a water cannon to blast enemies from a distance or wash off graffiti like a narc. Um, because there was some weird like gross oil goo doppelganger called Shadow Mario who was like putting up M tags all over the place. <laughs> Nintendo be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Super Mario Galaxy was very fun. I love games that fuck with gravity and that was a very fun way of doing that. Uh I've noticed it's started becoming a thing where shit will just live in Mario's hat in some of these newer games. Because in that game, Mario gets a a spin attack, right? And the reason he can spin, because I guess he just couldn't on his own, (laughs) uh, is that um, there's a Luma, which is like a little fat, little star, cute creature that's just hiding under his hat. And like, when he jumps up and he directs the Luma, the Luma pops out from under his hat, gives him a little tap on the head with star magic, 
and it makes Mario like spin and sort of emit a little like cosmic light energy thing. Um, and, but then there's also like Super Mario Odyssey where his fucking hat is like sentient. And like if he throws his hat at an enemy, he fucking possesses them. <laughs> so like there's shit of just like Mario as a T-Rex with a little mustache and his hat. <laughs> uh, it's insane. I, I kind of love it. I, I haven't really seen too much of uh, Mario Odyssey, but the little bits that I've seen make it seem very interesting. Um, Mario has been a furry multiple times now. Uh, like, he was a raccoon, he was a tanuki, uh, you know, but more recently in Super Mario 3D World, he was a cat. Um, Mario's a cat boy? Yes. Uh, <laughs> he he gets a little cat fursuit. Like, it's like a giant onesie with, a, with like, a cat hood. And <laughs> big paws i love that there's, there's also a cat luigi toad and peach there's also a cat bowser bowser turns into like it's not even like he's wearing a suit it's like he transforms halfway into like a cat thing oh god oh there's also a giga cat mario where like because he's got like a yellow cat suit for some reason i'm not entirely sure of um the his tail gets like a lion tuft, which almost looks like a flame at the end. But also, he gets like this big fiery, like golden mane of hair. So he looks like he's a super saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just so much weird shit with Mario. Um, but you know, he's not just in the games. Uh, he's also been in other forms of media, like the Super Mario Brothers and Friends Super Show. Hey, Paisanos. <laughs> this was What's a TV the... show. Hmm? Oh, it's just about to ask what that is. It was a TV show where they had two actual real-life grown-ass Italian men uh, play Mario and Luigi, and they would do like a bad rap as the intro. Where the Mario Brothers and Plumbings are game, something, something, Bowser's really lame or some shit. I don't know. Um, and it was like, it would go from live action skits to uh, an actual animated cartoon uh, where they still voice those characters. And um, it was bizarre. <laughs> uh and then there was the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was terrible. Um, they had Bob Hoskins play Mario and John Leguizamo play Luigi. And weirdly enough, uh, oh, uh, another thing I want to say. So we know her as Princess Peach in America, but in Japan, she's Princess Toadstool. Wait, really? Yeah, she's... Uh, like it makes sense because she's the princess of the mushroom kingdom so yeah she'd be named after a fucking mushroom I don't know um, I think I prefer her as princess peach <laughs> yeah well apparently Japan does too because uh, in Super Smash Brothers Brawl uh, for the first time they referenced her as peach because her 
Final Smash made a bunch of peaches all over the place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because, like, you can eat random, like, food shit in that game to recover your uh, damage. And um, her attack pretty much just littered the field with peaches. And so you could just run across the field and rapid fire eat peaches. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, that was obviously a reference to the fact that she's called Peach in America. Uh, But yeah, so in the movie, Peach is not like the main princess girl. No, it's Princess Daisy, who, if I recall, cousin, I think. Let me look that up real quick. Okay. I know she's uh, the princess of like a desert kingdom. Also, I think she's hotter than Peach. Don't don't at me. Uh, <laughs> she's the princess of Sarasaland. Sarasaland. Okay. Oh. Uh, she first appeared in Super Mario Land, which I think is like the. Uh, it was a mobile game, right? Like, hang on. Super Mario Land. Yeah, it was for the Game Boy. 1989. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Here you go. For, uh, one of the first lines uh, of her page on the Mario Wiki. She is a tomboy, which is something first stated in, in her debut ab- appearance. There you go. I love her. Mood. I, I have a thing for tomboys. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything about her actually being related to Peach. So whatever, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um but yeah, so Daisy is the love interest for Luigi, similar to how Peach is for Mario. So uh she is actually the main character of that movie. And that movie is gross as fuck because they decided like, hey, what if the Mushroom Kingdom, instead of being a cute little fantasy land where there's a bunch of people wearing big old mushroom hats and it, like it's very vibrant and colorful, was like shittier post-apocalyptic New York City. And there was just gross mold and fungus hanging and dripping all over the place. <laughs> because they introduced the idea of a fucking multiverse in that movie and the idea that Mario is literally just some plumber from Brooklyn. Like he's just some fat old dude who wound up falling into an alternate world uh, through the sewer system. Cause you know, he comes out of pipes <laughs> and like uh, Dennis Hopper played um, King Koopa Bowser in that movie. And um I'm almost certain he's high for a, a lot of that movie. Uh, and like, uh, so he's Trump. I just got to point out, like, he's very clearly like, okay, late 80s and early 90s movies would regularly have the bad guy of their movie be some sort of megalomaniacal billionaire 
with severe ego issues who's like a sociopath and they're all modeled after donald trump (laughs) and i just gotta say we had warning (laughs) since the late 80s that donald trump would push our society into a dystopia why the fuck was he elected president (laughs) talking about mario we're not talking about that so okay i'm just gonna move on Anyway, that movie had a lot of really gross interpretations of characters. Like, Goombas are not little, like, squat brown walking mushroom guys with little fangs. They're giant monstrosities with, like, huge bodies and, like, red leather trench coats, but they just got these tiny-ass little heads. Like, their heads are way too small for their bodies. It's disturbing um uh there's a fish uh that can eat you in um super mario brothers like whenever you cross a bridge like there's little red fish named cheap cheeps that um will like jump out at you but in one of the games there's a big fish with a giant mouth that can actually swallow you and immediately kill you if you're not careful Ooh, sounds they made (laughs) Yeah, they made her into a large black woman who there's some sort of MacGuffin that they they're trying to get, and like through shenanigans, it like winds up flying around the room of like this dance club, and it like falls into this woman's cleavage, and I guess she's just none the wiser, and <laughs> uh, Mario is like, all right, hang on. I gotta, I gotta put on the moves, and he winds up dancing with this woman and burying his face in her tits, is so that he can like bite the thing and pull it out. And it's just like, this is what you guys did for the Super Mario Brothers movie. What went wrong? <laughs> but speaking of Super Mario Brothers movies, we recently got a casting for. The upcoming, uh, uh, fucking, I can't remember their, they're the guys that did Despicable Me. I can't remember their studio name, but, um, Illumination or whatever, who cares? Look, they're doing an animated Super Mario Brothers movie, which when I first heard about it, I was like, perfect. That's exactly what this movie needs to be. It needs to be CGI animated. It needs to be cartoony. There is a shit ton of lore for Mario. You could do just about anything with this franchise in a movie, as long as you don't try to make it fucking realistic. But, you know, they have Charles Martinet, who's voiced the character since the late 80s. And he is the voice of Mario. If you look at Mario and you imagine him talking, you imagine him going or whatever right but like Mm. that's because charles martinet has been the by and far the only voice ever since they got him like yeah they got bob hoskins that one time and yeah they had that one other dude who i think was like a wrestler or something play him in the super show but it's been charles martinet and he is a voice actor again like i i need to Point out, voice acting is not a profession that perfectly translates to acting. Hollywood, stop casting actors as voice actors. 
they're not they're oftentimes not good at it because they're used to letting a lot of their performance show through their fucking body language and facial expression a voice actor needs to get all that shit through in just their voice it is a different skill set related sure but still different so so they fucking cast chris pratt as mario how dare you (laughs) because uh i don't know if you heard about the whole worst chris thing do you know about this no okay in the past couple years um there's a lot of chris's in the mcu right Mm -hmm. uh or, or like in big Hollywood blockbuster movies in general, uh, it's like you got Chris Pratt, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and Chris Pine. They're considered like the four big Chris's. And um, okay. and recently, it became popular to call Pratt worst Chris because it came out that. He attends a church, a, a specific church that is extremely, like, volatilely anti-LGBT, like, like bordering on, oh, yeah, uh, I'm not saying, congregation, that you should go out and murder all gay people. I'm just saying God would really love you if you did do that. And and there are some people that are, like, trying to defend Chris Pratt. It's like, well, he hasn't said any homophobic shit. Okay, tell you what. If I wasn't homophobic, which I'm not, <laughs> uh, and, I, and a friend of mine was like, hey, you should come to this church I go to. And I went to the church and I heard that shit. I would not go again and also probably drop that friend. <laughs> uh Chris Pratt regularly attends there. So clearly whether or not he is actively like homophobic himself isn't, is not the issue as much as it is that he clearly doesn't have a problem with people who are. So fuck him. And it sucks. Cause I really liked Chris Pratt. Like, like he was like on my list of guys I would bang. And then I found out about that. And I was like, Wow, the irony. So they fucked over Charles Martinet. Who, I mean, I'm sure like the, the guy's not hurting for money. Like he's been voicing Mario in video games for decades now, but he could have had a fucking Hollywood break and you gave it to Chris fucking Pratt instead. And again, he is not going to do the performance as well as Martinet because. He's not a voice actor. He's a face actor. Shit's different. Jack Black as Bowser sounds like it'll be great, though. I love Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh. I guess, uh, well, I've already talked about a bunch of his abilities, but, like, yeah, he, he's had a whole bunch of abilities throughout the years. First of all, he's naturally very strong. Like, 
He can grab Bowser by the tail, who's like ten times bigger than he is, and just swing him around and chuck him like a toy. Um, the mushroom can make him become bigger. Um, I, you know, what? it's funny. They they typically say that Mario's true size is equivalent to what he is with the mushroom, and that somehow when he gets hurt, he just shrinks, and the mushroom like seems to rejuvenate him back to his proper size. But when you play the old games, he starts off really small. And like him getting bigger with the mushroom seems more like a transformation. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he can also get like the mega mushroom, which makes him into a fucking giant, destroying the environment around him. That's always fun. Um, He can fly with things like the raccoon leaf. Uh, which by the way yeah uh, so like here's the thing okay in that game uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 the raccoon thing is the one that is like the most well known power up in that game there's also a tanuki power up and people don't know what a tanuki is in America Uh, do you know what a tanuki is no that's the first time I've ever heard that word okay it's a mythological creature. It's like a raccoon dog. But I need you to understand, Japanese mythological creatures are really fucked up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you have an island nation completely separated from the rest of the world and they start coming up with their own shit, they just get really weird with it. Um, so like, okay, the Tanuki is epitomized as being like a sort of hybrid between a raccoon and a dog. Oftentimes they have a little leaf on their foreheads. Um, they can turn into stone statues. So it was the idea that a bunch of statues of these creatures might actually be real tanuki in hiding. Um, but also they have nuts that are so big that they have to pick them up and either cart them around in a wheelbarrow or sling them over their shoulder so that they can walk. Um, yeah, you weren't wrong about the being weird part. <laughs> now, you ready for me to uh, blow your mind? What? Um, Gara. <laughs> From... Is it is also a Tanuki? Wait, really? You know the, you know the gourd on his back? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's I'm why he has gonna... the raccoon eyes. I'm gonna picture him the same now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's the truth. He's based on the Tanuki. In Japanese, they call Shukaku the one-tailed Tanuki. <laughs> oh, uh, that's so messed up. That's why his gourd is like that fleshy tan beige color. I thought it was just for sand. I mean, it is, in effect, but the the symbolism. <laughs> uh, also, Tom Nook from uh, Animal Crossing is a Tanuki. That's why he is regularly shown like with like a leaf on his forehead. Okay. Yeah. So that's usually the way that you'll know. Like a lot of these, like 
you know, more family friendly depictions aren't going to show something with massive balls. It's going to show a raccoon with a leaf on its forehead. That's usually how you know that it's a tanuki. That's still messed up. <laughs> but yeah, Mario gets like a, a like a onesie suit in that game. And as a kid, I thought it was a bear because it had a shorter tail. But while it can also fly, it can just turn into a fucking stone. St- Mario can turn it into a stone statue and like drop from the sky and crush enemies. And um, I never understood it as a kid, but, you know, as an adult, I'm like, oh, it's because he's a Tanuki. Got it. Um, Ice flowers were recently added. Uh, Double mushroom, where he can just make fucking shadow clones of himself. Uh, uh, Like I said, he was a cat. Um, He, oh, Metal Mario has always been really cool. He just turns into solid steel. Um, Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, it was actually for shit in like the Super Mario 64 game because there was like underwater sections. Like you could swim underwater, but if there was like a switch on the floor, you couldn't activate it because you didn't have the weight to press down. So if you got the Metal Mario cap and put it on and turned into Metal Mario and jumped into the water, you would just sink right to the bottom and you could walk alongside the uh, you know bottom of the you know area and you could step on a switch and it would like drain the water and. The idea was that Metal Mario has a time limit, so you gotta move slowly because you're a fucking lumbering metal man and manage to hit the switch before you run out and start floating again. Okay. Uh, the Superstar turns him temporarily invis- invincible and makes him a gay icon because he starts glowing rainbow. Hey, I know that Mario. <laughs> what, gay Mario? Yeah. <laughs> So we might be thinking two different things. <laughs> uh, and like, honestly, like it's one of the most iconic things of video game music. The fucking like super frantic, fast paced, but also triumphant sounding. Um, I love that sound. It's great. It, it makes you feel like, oh my god, I'm powerful. I got to do something with it. Let's go. Which is appropriate because it's only got a time limit of like 10 seconds or something. And But while you're in that form, not only can nothing hurt you, you don't even have to jump on enemies anymore. You just plow through them and they die. Yeah. Uh, Mario has been a doctor, supposedly. I don't think he actually has his doctorate because he's a fucking fraud. Uh, he's been a kart racer in all the Mario Kart games. Uh, he's been uh, a baby on Yoshi's Island. That was great. Uh, tennis player, soccer player, baseball player, just all the fu- golf, all the. He's been made of paper. The Paper Mario series is another RPG series, and it's actually really fucking good. Um, oh, this is a little bit random. I really like. Mario Tennis, uh, uh, which one is it? Is it Mario Power Tennis? No, it's not that. There was a fucking, there was a, a Mario Tennis game for the GBA that Mario was barely in. It was. Yeah, I wouldn't know what. Why is it not showing up here? Hang on. 
one. Mario Tennis Power Tour. That's it. So, what was great with that? Why is it not on the fucking Mario Wiki? This is some bullshit. Well, anyway, point is, um, uh, you play as like a little anime kid, boy or girl, your choice, and it's really fucking fun because like you play through a school of tennis players and you start learning like crazy shots. Like one shot makes a bunch of bubbles that catches the ball when it's about uh, to you know go past you and brings it to you, and one makes a fucking like psychedelic psychic attack that trips up the enemy. One makes a fucking bunch of illusions and your opponent doesn't know which one you are and you hit the ball in a different direction based on which one you are um you know really cool shit uh and you go through a fucking tournament uh by the end of the game and when you win the tournament you have like a little post game thing where it's like okay now you get to be part of the secret tournament Shh, don't tell anybody and you fucking meet mario who's just like we're the ones that we're teaching your people all those crazy shots <laughs> and 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 you get to fight in a new tournament with like Bowser and Mario in them. It's cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I just really like the fact that Mario is like he, he's on the cover art, but like he's sort of a vague understanding in the background through ninety percent of that game because uh, the the like main kid from the first Mario Tennis game uh, appears as like your older student or whatever in that game and he's like i saw an old friend and he showed me how to do some new stuff so we're going to incorporate this training uh so it's like mario's been there since the beginning but you never actually saw him or knew that it was him mm -hmm. uh huh i said that's neat yeah do you have any like uh mario games that you're really fond of there was one game that I liked, but I can't remember the name of it. It was like Mario, but it was open world, and you traveled through paintings to different worlds. Oh, it's Super Mario 64. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. liked that one. <laughs> yes, for the Nintendo 64, it was the first 3D Mario game. Yeah. It was pretty good. They, uh, they made a remaster of it for the uh, Nintendo DS, which I played. Um is had some really good mini games on there you could play against your friends once again and uh you could actually switch characters to play as like wario or luigi and stuff like that oh that's cool uh it was wario luigi and yoshi they were the alternates okay yeah but um i'm gonna uh i'm gonna send you a couple of um images real quick so that we can get your reaction in real time so i was telling you about those um Mario and Luigi RPG games. Um, yeah. One thing I didn't mention is uh, because it's a little bit different. The artwork for those games is like my favorite looks for these characters. So uh, on Discord, I'm sending you the pictures right now. And tell me what okay. you think of these looks for them. Hey, I'm opening Discord right now. Like, it makes them look a little bit more stylized. You know, like, it gives them a... 
like they're always kind of cartoony but this uh i don't know how i would describe it like almost like a if there was like a cartoonish anime made of them you there yeah i'm here all right sorry my power just cut out for a quick second ah did you see the images yeah i actually really like that the first one it looks really good right yeah (laughs) i like i'm always a big fan because sometimes people will make artwork specifically in this style of these characters and I love it. It's it's some of my favorite looks for them. Mm. Um, all right. So uh, I think we're about ready to wrap things up here. Um, oh, for cultural impact, like, oh my God, he's everywhere. Like, he is Nintendo's mascot character. There's a reason why everything with Super Smash Brothers begins and ends with Mario um uh like he you know who mario is like don't fuck with me like <laughs> everyone I don't need to, yeah he's the most popular video game character of all time suck it sonic the hedgehog uh because <laughs> <laughs> sonic was literally made to compete against mario as a mascot character uh and for a while sega the Sega Genesis had a um, had a slogan. I don't know if you know about this called uh, "Sega Does What Nintendo Don't." Yeah, I thought that slogan was hilarious. It's it's pretty funny. Um. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, I, I think one last thing. Uh, let's let's name like one of our favorite uh, uh, Mario abilities. All right. Uh, For me, uh, he had a blue shell that he could use in new Super Mario Brothers for the DS. Uh, If you like, because there's, you know, like red shelled Koopa Troopas and green shelled ones, but there was also once in a while be a blue shelled one. And if you knock them out, they would actually, like, get knocked out of their shell. You could pick up their shell as an item. Mario would wear it, and he could run. And when he built up max speed while he was running, he would just duck into his shell and slide along the ground like a living projectile because he could still jump while he was sliding and everything. So, like, Oh, that's awesome. You know how when you kick a shell into enemies in that game? Yeah. You could now steer – well, not steer, but – you could direct the shell and bounce all over the place and become a weapon of mass destruction. It was great. So I think that's mine. How about you? Oh, are you still there? Hello. Hello. Oh, there you are. Hi. Hello. <laughs> okay, so as I was saying, what what's your uh uh what what's one of your favorite Mario abilities? Uh there you are. Let's try this a third time. <laughs> <laughs>
favorite the flower power one where you pick up a flower and you can shoot fireballs. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. It's really good because, like, uh, especially in that first game, it really changes the game because you couldn't hurt uh, spiky enemies at all. And, like, any enemy you could hurt, you had to, like, get dangerously close uh, to jump on them. But the fire flower lets you attack from a distance. And, you know, it, like, such a simple change is so effective in a game like that. And yeah, like I said, it fucking cemented fire as Mario's element for decades to come. Too bad they couldn't do the same with fucking Luigi. Anyway. Look, I, I just don't... really like Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Mario doesn't. In one of the games at the end, he like they're both standing up on... I forget what it is, but... They both win the game essentially, and Mario is like fucking stomping on Luigi's foot. I forget which game it is. What an asshole! Yeah, Mario doesn't like Luigi. <laughs> See, that's why I really appreciate the Mario and Luigi games because, like, uh, in that in the beginning of the game, Luigi is treated like a joke, but then as it goes on, Mario like learns to appreciate more and more what his brother brings to the table, and they've got a lot of really good camaraderie, and Luigi becomes a fucking hero by the Great, I love that shit. It's very wholesome, and it's still one of the best Mario games. Seriously, like, if you if you guys have never gotten to experience uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, uh, get, like, a Game Boy Advance emulator, download that ROM, play it, Trust me, uh, like, obviously, I like people are going to get mad if I'm not like, well, officially, if you can, yeah, obviously, except now people are selling Game Boy Advance games for like a thousand bucks, so fuck that. Just, yeah, yeah, do do whatever you need to to play this game. It's not like Nintendo is hurting for Mario money. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're a multi million dollar company, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and Mario is their best-selling property. Not selling a copy or two of fucking Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga isn't going to break their bank. They're fine. Yeah. Fight me, cops. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, seriously, play Superstar Saga at the very least. It is genuinely, like, one of my favorite Mario experiences I've ever had, which is, you know, honestly saying a lot because it's really hard to miss with a Mario game. Like, are they the most deep and engaging, uh, you know, games? Like, no, but they really bring games back to a core of just, look, you want to have fun. You're here for a good time. Get away from the stresses of your day-to-day life. Kill some mushroom monsters as a plumber, man. And that's it. It doesn't really need to be much more than that. Like, the... I mean, I think that's what makes the Mario series so beloved is its simplicity. And in that sim- simplicity, you can have so much variety because the idea of uh, fucking squat red plumber man saves princess from bad guys has so much room for interpretation <laughs> <laughs> that... You can do fucking anything and it'll still feel like a valid Mario experience. Like, 
in Superstar Saga, he goes to an entirely different kingdom called the Bean Bean Kingdom. And you're like, Bean Bean Kingdom? That's weird at first. But then you remember he's from the goddamn Mushroom Kingdom. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it's just as valid as that, isn't it? <laughs> um, what's really funny is that in that game, like, uh, one of the best things you can do to increase your stats, because it is an RPG, they, they basically make Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you get special kinds of beans and you can make special coffees out of them. That's funny. Yeah. That's like your stat boost mechanic is drinking special coffees. I love it. Um, uh, all right. So uh, I don't know if like Mario has a much bigger like message I can say other than just like every once in a while, like let go of your need to be perceived as a mature, serious adult. Like we're all going to die someday. Right. So like why spend 60 years of your life or whatever, never having fun, always being serious. No, every once in a while, let yourself return to childhood. Let yourself be happy, have some fun. Just play a simple game that makes you feel joy. Like, simplicity and fun is sometimes i think undervalued in our society where we live in a capitalist hellscape where productivity is everything and people act like if you're not doing something productive if you're not going to work or cleaning your house or you know fucking filing your taxes or whatever that you're wasting time no your life is not a waste and having fun is an important part of your life. If you don't have some sort of enjoyment, you're not going to have the strength to do the shitty stuff that needs to be done. So, play a goddamn Mario game. I know you've probably played at least one in your life. Allow some nostalgia to take over for a bit. And that's not to say that these games rely only on nostalgia either. The great thing about, again, the simplicity of the game and the ability for Mario to be anything is that it's constantly being improved and developed into new directions. So there's always something fresh and new to enjoy with Mario. I think that's about all I have to say on the subject. Do you have anything to add? No, I don't. I think you hit the nail with it. Thank you. All right. Well, in that case, I will say join the Cape Corner Discord. Uh, this episode was voted for uh, by my beautiful listeners. Love you all. And uh, if you want to be able to vote for uh, future topics that we talk about, because we talk about video game characters and anime characters and sci-fi characters and superhero characters, we, we do all the nerdy shit here on the Cape Corner. Um, you can join our Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. Um, and you can be part of the community there. It's really nice people. Really cool people. Love them all. They're great. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Cape Corner. Uh, you can follow uh, Jordan. Uh, not Jordan. Sorry. I'm getting my coasts confused. My bad. Uh, 
<laughs> you can follow Jay. Uh, God, it's like when you say the wrong name in bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> that 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 specific case is more than an I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a get the fuck out of my bed type of situation. I feel bad, okay? What do you want for me? <laughs> you can follow Jay on fucking Facebook at Shitposter of America. Well, not at. Whatever it is. Facebook.com slash whatever. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can support uh, the series uh, with patreon-esque it's not actually a patreon like anchor does its own little patreon thing um and you know i would appreciate it a lot uh even if it's only like a dollar a month every little bit helps uh you know i'm doing my best to not die in this economy as we all are so you know i would be grateful (laughs) uh what else? Uh, share this episode with a friend, please. If you have anyone who likes Mario, and I know you do, like, he's one of the most beloved fucking gaming franchises ever. So, you have a friend that likes Mario. If you want uh, to, you know, be like, hey, uh, you like Mario. Uh, do you want to hear uh, this? these really funny guys, like, uh, talk a lot about Mario for, like, an hour? <laughs> Maybe make it sound better than that. You you know what I mean. The point is, share the episode with a friend. The more exposure I get, the better it helps us grow this uh, this show uh, or series, whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay, I'm getting better at this. I was like, okay, I'm forgetting something else, and I realized it's the ad break, so I'll just put that somewhere in there. Like I always do. I always have to find some like little section of dead space where no one's talking, and I just split the episode there and put the ad break in. <laughs> Remember to be like, no, let's go to an ad. Like, it's just not me. So, whatever. Uh, Alright, I think that's it. Uh, Everybody, uh, we will see you next week. We're going to put up a poll for another superhero character to talk about with uh, with Jordan next week. Yeah. Who so, are you thinking is going to be in the poll? I don't know. Like, do you do you want to put a couple suggestions forward for me to put on the poll? I'm trying to think of who you've already done so far, so I don't say that again. You haven't done Carnage yet, have you? But I also don't know how much I would be able to get out of a Carnage episode, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Unless I just did, like, Venom symbiotes as a whole, which, like, they're all so shallow that I would have to talk about them. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a neat episode, though. It would be, if I just did, like, Tar. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I can put the Clintar on as an option. Uh, All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And remember, stay strong. Stay true to yourselves. I fucked up.
because I said and remember, and then I started talking. But then at the end, I'm supposed to be like and remember heroes, but be redundant. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>